Can we just get this over with? We all know what I'm here for. Briss, this is important. We can't rush it. Are you sure this is what you want? I'm, I'm not going to change my mind. You realise how it will affect our family? Aya will have to take responsibility in your place, and once this thing is done, you relinquish all claim of becoming our family's elder. You'll be bound to her decisions, like you are mine. Yeah, sure. Can I just say the thing now? You may. I stand before our village's council to relinquish my claim to become an elder of the Doral family. I understand that my claim will be passed to my sister Aya, or otherwise the next person to come of age. Meanwhile, I reaffirm my commitment to my family and will continue to serve them in other ways. Why do I have to say that last part? It sounds like someone just added Chris, it because- please. We have heard you and will abide by your decision. I've already made my thoughts clear, and yet you have gone through with this. I hope you've done this for the right reasons, Briss. Can I... can I go now? Go. Welcome to These Flimsy Rituals, a narrative-first role-playing podcast focused on telling small stories in big worlds. Joining me today is Elizabeth Simones. Hi, I'm Elizabeth. You can find me on Twitter at Games. And Steve Martin. Hey, I'm Steve, and I'm on Twitter at purple underscore Steve. And I'm your host, Adam Dixon. You can follow me on Twitter at addtdixon, and you can follow the show on Twitter at flimsyrituals. So with the group split between the caravan and eulogy, we thought we'd split things up for these couple of episodes. So this episode is going to focus on Charla and Briss, kind of like in the immediate aftermath of the attack by Darish. Um, I thought we'd start maybe by going over like your beliefs, because I know like Charla in particular, you've like changed some of yours recently. Yes, I have. And so the beliefs that I have now are there are dangers between us and our new home when they arise i'll protect us nice that i've got the strail stuff is too big for just me to handle i need some help and i'm not an adult yet i refuse to lead my friends and childhood behind so it's like a nice new mix the strail thing is a belief that's been around for a while right but the other ones are new yeah um kind of wanted to focus on making decisions that kind of pulled Chala in two different directions. So how Chala is trying to stand up, like kind of step up and protect the people around her and learn how to kind of take that more of a leadership role, but also is still a kid instead of trying to be the adult figure, still able to be an explorative child. Yeah, I, I think that like works really well, and like there's a nice like space for like some conflict there, especially as Charla kind of grows a little bit. And Briss, what are your beliefs at the minute? Um, uh, so I haven't uh, been through and changed them recently, but I suspect with uh, getting back to the caravan and sort of taking a bit more of a a steady role there, hopefully in future, um, that might come into things a little bit more. So at the moment, I've got. Um, I'll never forgive the jackals for what they took from us. Corin needs a parent as much as he needs a protector, and nobody else gets to decide my path, which I think might get swapped out for something a little bit more caravan and village related. But um, I'm gonna let that let that stew a little bit and figure out where that's going. Okay, so I think we start in the immediate aftermath of Darish's attack. 
Um, so if you remember last episode, Darish, who is one of the jackals, kind of charged into the caravan in like a spectral form and kind of went straight for straight for Leaf. Cast was wounded in the attack, and I think basically Briss tried to tackle Darish, but she went straight through him, and Leaf took a hit before Charla kind of drew a hot on her like connection with Strail to kind of summon a terrifying envoy that just kind of destroyed Darish, like right in front of the caravan. Um, and I think after that moment, you Briss, you ran straight over to Cast uh, to see how he was, and you saw like smoke. Uh, coming out of, like, his, like, ghostly wound. I think it's, like, almost filled with, like, bird-like shapes. And I think we see you, like, kind of from afar, like, calling out for Filter to come and help. And we get a cut of Filter being led out with Nilcat to where Cast is laying. I, I think Vilta is still not good on her feet. And I think we then get, like, a scene of Charla, who rushed over to Leaf. I think Charla saw that Leaf um, had a wound. And this wound, like, wasn't bleeding in the way that you'd expect, and it almost looked like the canyons um, that kind of, like, edged the shadow. And as you watch it, Charlie, you can see the bits kind of, like, re-knitting together. What, what are you doing while you're watching this? So does Leaf look like he's in danger anymore? Or that, like, how does... The, the wound is re-knitting back together, but how does, like, Leaf's composure and... I think Leaf is sort of whimpering. And kind of panting and, like, breathing heavy. Like, this doesn't seem like a thing that isn't painless. It, it is quite a heavy wound. Then definitely trying to comfort Leaf. It seems like Leaf is not in current danger, but needs someone to be nice and kind of protect him as he recovers. Yeah. I, I think one of the things that we see happen is... I think you get a sudden sense of, like... A figure like appear behind you. I think it's maybe eye off, and like he he just kind of like takes you by the shoulder and says, "Come," and like tries to lead you away. I'm. Um, is Corin nearby? Um, yeah, I guess so because Corin came in with you. Then I'll ask Corin to stay with Leaf, and I'll go with eye off. Yeah, so I think eye off kind of leads you. Um, I'm kind of imagining like. There aren't any wagons, but, like, kind of people are kind of set up in, like, almost like a circle of tents. And, like, I have kind of, like, lead you through there, like, by the shoulder. Um, and you hadn't noticed it before, but, like, you notice it now. There are definitely, like, people from the caravan just looking at you and trying to work out what had just happened. And, like, like maybe in some of their eyes is, like, people trying to weigh up who you are and whether they can trust you. Oh, good. And Ioff marches you very quickly to, I think, your family's tents. Um, Tamil is inside and Ioff, like, kind of, like, sits you down in front of Tamil and, like, gives a quick explanation as to what happened. How do you think Tamil reacts to this? Probably not super well. I feel like Tamil has dealt with Chala doing brash and maybe slightly stupid things before and dangerous things before but things like breaking into the mill or climbing a tree not allowing a remnant to stay inside of them <laughs> and summoning ice bears so kind of like this has gone too far i don't think she maybe like understands the full nature of it 
right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, from Tamil's perspective, she's just found out about Yani and Saren as well, and, like, their strange new symbiosis. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. And I don't think she's going to, like, shout at you or anything, I think, no. but I think there's, like, in the same way that you saw some of the villagers' eyes, like, calculating and trying to work out how to react to you, I think you see the same from Tamil, and that really hurts, yeah. I think. But I think she only does it for a moment, and then just kind of, I think, like, she's maybe sat, like, by the fire, and, like, there's some boiling water, and she kind of pours some of that into, a, like, a cup and hands it to you, and says it'll be okay, and just kind of gives you, like, a hug, and says, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I just, I just did what I needed to do. What, what happened? There was an attack, and no one was handling it, and I could. So I did. What did you do? And she places, like, one hand on your shoulder. I asked a remnant for help. A a remnant? One that I knew I could trust. I think at this, um, she she turns to Ioff and nods and says thank you. And, like, Ioff leaves the tent. She pulls up, like, maybe it's, like, a bit of a log or something that, like, they've kind of been making makeshift, like, seats out of, and she sits down in front of you, pours herself, like, a mug of tea, and then looks at you and goes, help me understand. Are you afraid of me? Everyone else in the village looks scared, even though I just saved them. I just protected them. So she lays a hand on your knee and says, I would never be scared of you, my little wildflower. And I think she's sincere, as much as she can be. I I don't think she would be afraid of you as a person. Do you want to know all of it? It's a lot, and it will be very confusing. If you want to tell it. I've always been fond of your stories. Aww, Grandma. (laughs) Do you tell her? Yeah. I don't think there's anything I'll leave out. This is going to be a super long story. This is going to take like two hours. I mean, a super long story if you're not Charla and talking at 500 words a minute. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Um, No, so I think this goes back to... How Chala brought back the, those people all the way through to what happened today. Yeah. Um, but, but again, from Chala's perspective, obviously. So when Strail apologized for... I need a word that's not possessing, because that's the wrong word. Yeah, like parasite isn't... It's for joining? Like symbiosis doesn't feel right. Jo- yeah, joined? Joined? For want of something better. How do you um, explain the connection between Charles' parents? Maybe a nice word given the world and like a lot of like the language you draw on, which is of, like often a lot of like language related to like craft and sewing is like knitted. Oh, I like that. Like knitted together. I like that a lot. Yeah, so when Strail and Chala became knitted together... That Strail, while being a huge scary remnant that is 
very, very dangerous feels similar as like a child. Okay, yeah. Not not like Ch- Chala's actual nature, but it was just kind of like a sad, really lost child that didn't know it was doing harm. Okay. So I was almost going to suggest that like we just kind of cut it there and then move on to like the next scene with Briss and kind of like leave that description behind. But there's almost like a part of it that feels like a manipulate almost. Okay. In the trying to convince her that Strail is benevolent and to be on your side. Because there's definitely a form of this conversation where she can go away and try and change what's happening, like behind your back. Or there's a version of this where she's like, okay, I I take your word on this and I'm going to support you. Yeah. And just before like, we make that move, I think another one of your moves is triggered, which is your bond move. Oh, yeah. No, my bond move, which is... Whenever you show vulnerability to an adult, gain a bond with them. Which I think you've done. Yeah, I think probably. So, for Manipulate, now that we've just talked about bonds, um, I already have a bond on Tamil, but I kind of want to be able to say to Tamil that she can trust me and she can... I know I've made dangerous decisions in the past... But I know Strail and I know what I'm doing. Whether or not that's true is a completely different thing. <laughs> so it's just using the bond move instead of um, instead of manipulate. So this might be using like demand action. This is when you demand action from someone you have a bond with. If they do it, erase a bond with them for each thing asked. So yeah, instead of manipulating, you could spend the bond you have in order to just demand that she helps you. I th- I think that I think that works. Kind of I need you to trust me, but I also need your help. So that's what you're demanding like trust and help? Yeah. Demanding that Tamil trusts Chala but also that she needs Tamil's help because one of Chala's main goals is to find out more about what happens when a human and a remnant are knitted together. Okay, no, that makes sense. Um, so you just erased the bond that you just earned. Back to one bond, Antamil. Okay, so let's fade to black there, and shall we go back over to Briss, where I think the last time we we saw her, she was at, like, Cast's body, and, like, Vilta is there now, kind of tending to Cast. Um, what's your next move? Um, if Vilta's here, then looks around to try and find Charla. Yeah, I think you see Charla being led across the like space between like the circle of tents um, by Ioff, and you see her led into a tent that looks like the one that her family stays in. Um, I'm gonna storm after her. I I need to know what's going on. Are you like listening? No, I was kind of I was kind of imagining because Ioff left pretty pretty soon into the conversation, so I kind of imagine he uh, he stops me charging in basically. <laughs> I like that. So yeah, like, you're just about to enter, and, like, Ayav kind of raises a hand and goes, family business. This, what? What the hell? What's what's going on? What, do you know what's going on? What was that? He tilts his head, like, and is kind of, like, trying to weigh up whether he should tell you? I, I don't think he's just going to tell you straight up. Um, okay, I think... 
I think she's confused and a little bit angry about it. I don't think she likes not knowing what's going on, and this is a hell of a big what's going on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll mad, okay, um, and see what happens. So when you try to convince an NPC to do something you want, roll. On a hit, they do it. On a ten plus, pick one. On a seven to nine, pick two. Well, um, with a minus one, that gives me a ten. Wow, that's quite some roll. So yeah, I, I guess as um, I off pauses for a second, I say it's not family business if it affects everyone here. I can't protect people if there's going to be surprises like this. Tell me, I of. See what I'm kind of trying to get at here is the implication that I'm in charge of protecting. It's the it's the I'm going to look after you all, but I need this. Is that? Do you think that's enough as a a tribute now or? Is he gonna? Is he gonna ask something? Yeah, maybe. I think the thing I like, which is there's a little bit of your projecting, like, okay, I'm gonna look after this this group. I, I think he like looks at you and goes, "Where is Belka?" Yeah, that's uh, they're in eulogy with Vens, and we need to go and find them. I'm not sure Belka's especially good at taking care of themselves, so we need to get there. I'd almost forgotten with all this. He kind of like motions uh, for you to follow him, and he seems to be like heading out of like the circle of tents. He just wants to be somewhere more private. He goes, "Yeah, I I've been hearing people. Not all of them want to go to eulogy. I I, I need you to promise me that you'll help Belka. Of course I will. They're one of us. The only thing we have to do now is stick stick together. That's why we need to go to eulogy." We need to get our people back. He nods, um, and he's kind of like led you into a bit of like the woods just outside the camp and kind of sits down on like, I think it's just like a gravestone in all honesty. And he, he's just like, can't tell you everything, but Chala has powers now and you, you know the storm. Yeah. Of course. Wait, that was the storm? Should, should we cut it there? I think that's nice. <laughs> sure, yeah. I don't think he tells everything by like any stretch of the imagination. Like, just, just enough. Like, he definitely doesn't cool. tell you about Charla going into the storm and like bringing people back from the dead or like any of that oh, yeah. stuff. It's like, like, I don't even think he says that like the storm is bonded with Charla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's she's got powers since it happened. She's got some kind of connection. Okay. So where would we like to go next? Is is there any scene you'd like to have, Charla? I don't know. That went better than expected so mm. far. Um probably talking to or maybe her parents to figure out how to deal with the normal people. Because they're knitted. I think a family scene might be nice. Yeah. I guess probably next is asking Tamil what should she do next? The village is scared of her. She knows the village better than Chala. She's been to all of those big meetings. And she hasn't told the rest of the family yet. Okay. I was going to say, is it the scene of just your family coming in? Yeah. 
And then I can ask that question later. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think like towards the end of your story, we kind of fade back in. And it kind of stops when I think your family rush into the tent. Um, there is Saren, your dad, with like the spirit of like Yanni, like flickering at the edge of him. Um, and there's also Tian, your older sister, and Drish, who's your younger brother. And they kind of like rush into the tent and like on seeing you just run up to hug you, like all of them. Um, I think your sister like looks in because Charlie, Charlie, are you okay? Yeah, I'm. I'm fine. Are you okay? Were you there? I think she shakes her head. And uh, no, no, we were out. Uh, we, we were gathering. We were gathering some food, and and then we heard. We. we I think um like Saren puts his hand on Tian's shoulder and goes, "We got back here as, as fast as we could." Oh, such a good family. Listen, I I know you're not going to like this, but we want you just to stay stay in here for now. Just until this all blows over. It'll, it'll be fine. Everything will be okay. What's what's going on out there? Um, I think at this, like, Tamil also, like, perks up. Um, Saren kind of addresses his answer more to Tamil than he does to you. Like, like this is a, oh, I need to talk to an adult about this. Nothing much at the moment. There's there's some rumblings. I think some people are going to cause problems. I, I saw Briston. He, he's been his usual gossip and some of us for maybe, but I think it'll be okay. We just, we just need to be careful. Just not draw attention to ourselves. I think, like, while that's going on, uh, Drish, like, who's always, like, being a little bit silly, is kind of, like, while you're not paying attention, takes a sip from your, like, cup of tea. Siblings. Do you notice? I mean, is he just holding my cup of tea now? I, I think it's, like, in your hand, and he just, like, leans forward and does, like, a big <laughs> slurpy sip. <laughs> well, then, yes, yes, I do notice. <laughs> I think Charles just going to stick her tongue out at him. <laughs> Don't know that anything else needs to be said there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, in the meanwhile, like Tien has kind of gone over to like one bit of the tent where like the food preparation is, and kind of like pours a load of. I think it's like a mixture of like mushrooms and like seed pods, like just kind of tucked into her, her tunic onto like the counter, and begins like preparing them, and. I think the conversation between uh, like Saren and Yanni and Tamil has kind of like gone away from you to to them. And I think Tamil like looks at you, Charlo, and goes, "Could you help Tien with the dinner?" And gives you like a big smile. Okay, but I don't want to be left out of making a decision about what I do. But I can go help for now while you talk about it. Like she nods, and I think she says, "Don't worry, Wildflower. We're not making decisions. We're just working out how we can best protect you. Everything will be okay. We're just trying to work out what's happening outside." And I think, like while you're preparing, uh, like the dinner, Tamil like exits the tent, but everyone else stays with you. And I think as she ex- exits, she goes, I'm, "I'm just gonna see what's going on. I, I need, I need to talk to a couple of people." Okay. 
there's definitely gentleness in how she like talks to you, but there's definitely like a strong headedness about the way she exits the tent, right? Like I would not want to be in front of Tamil right now. No, I, I, I think people aren't going to necessarily like the conversation she's going to have. <laughs> but that's kind of all of her conversations with people when it comes to decisions around the village, so... I think Tamil is very effective. She's, she's very much how I picture Grandma Chala. Yes, totally. The idea of grown-up Chala is terrifying. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so back over to Briss. Um... Where are you going after your conversation with Ioff? Um, I think I'm going to go and check on Cast and see if I can speak to him. Okay. I think it's getting a little bit later now. It's maybe like sort of like late afternoon. And I think on your way to Cast, um, I think you assume they're staying with the parish. Like on your way, you get um, accosted and. It's by a character that we've not really seen on screen before, who is Briston, a man in his early 30s. Um, he's kind of thin with like quite taut muscles, and he has like mid-brown skin and has like very skeptical eyes. Um, and like he kind of walks in front of your path, looks you up and down and goes, Briss, could I talk to you for a moment? As long as it's only a moment, what do you want? It's about the meeting that, that Tamil is called later. Um... Okay, this is the first I'm hearing of that. Um, what about it? I just wanted to get your support on something. I, I assume you'll be there, representing your family? Uh, yeah, I, I of course I will, yes. I imagine these are like fairly frequent, but like, have you been to any of like... I think I probably try and avoid them as much as possible. Yeah. I just always happen to be out on patrol uh, when, when they're, they're going on. Yeah. So I'm kind of imagining the caravan works in two forms. Like, they're obviously the big open meetings, but for a lot of, like, the other decisions, like, the elected head of each family, like, the elder of each family will go ahead. And you are fully, like, that for you and Corin. Sure. Um, yeah, I think I'll, uh, I'll probably be able to make this one. I, I'm sure you'll agree with me here. After what happened in the caves, after all of the danger our families have been put through, all, all of the danger that we've faced, just because of them. And like he kind of like nods over to like where the parish's tent is. I think Briss's expression hardens as as she she gets the message and I think she just cuts him off and says I guess we'll talk later then. I I, I think he like he shouts after you like I was your sister's apprentice. I'm like family to you. We can't lead our people in there. If you want to go save them, fine, but we can't lead our own people into another trap. We should just keep ed heading east, like our grandparents did. No response, out of earshot now. Do you just keep walking? But, but yeah, just keep, keep on walking. Absolutely not interested in having this conversation right now. <laughs> cool. But now I've got a bit of pre-warning. Uh, yeah, I think Briss is going to actually ponder that, but isn't really up for debate right now. Um, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm going to try and find Cast if that's okay. Yeah, um, so I think you make it over to... To where the parish is staying, which is, I think, where they've like kind of put up cast. Um, I, I think it's like quite a big tent where they're all kind of sharing it. Their area is like there's one big tent that they're kind of sharing, then a few like smaller individual ones. And in the big tent, um, I think there is sort of like Vilta, who is at the moment kind of like laid down. Um, Arkan as well is kind of like I think sat outside with like her foot kind of propped up. 
and like she greets you as as you kind of walk in and sort of at the other end of a tent to filter is like cast and he is like also laid on a bed um the smoke that was coming out of him seems to have stopped and i think um maybe i off and nilcat are kind of like looking after him and they're maybe like doing a little bit of like a little bit of a squabble maybe um i'm sort of gonna uh make myself known and say is uh is he talking um i think nilcat nods and is like strangely yes and like nods over to vilta who kind of like nods as well may i uh, Vilta, I think, swings herself to be like set up right and like goes, yeah. Um, I'm gonna sit down by the by the bedside. Um, okay. Cast. Um, I know, I know. The last thing you want to do is think about it right now, but I need to know anything you know about what happened. What was that? And are they gonna come back? Cast is kind of like propped up on the bed. Um, I think you can kind of see little bits of the bed sort of like through him, maybe. And he kind of like raises himself up. It was a spirit of some kind. You know something? That was nearly the second time that that man has killed me. He just kind of like laughs to himself. So it's, it's, it's personal? Not with me. He was the one that killed me back in my cabin, but he's not He's not after me, he's after Leaf. Why Leaf? He, like, smiles to himself. It's like, I'm surprised none of you have noticed it yet. You all say you're from the Sharrow? That ain't no ordinary dog. That's the Sharrow's last envoy. And that was a jackal coming to try and finish the job. I think Brist sits up straight and unconsciously pats the sword. Uh, sorry. <laughs> so what you're saying is... Yes, they will be back. How much do you know about them? I need you to tell me everything. Look, I I wish I could, but I don't know much. Okay, one thing then. If they were a spirit, does that mean... I, I don't know how these things work. Whatever Chala did got rid of them. Does that mean they're gone, or are they going to come back? And if they do, what can I do about it? I went straight through them. What am I supposed to do? I don't know. I He wasn't a spirit before. When he killed me the first time, it was a person. He still bears the wound of the time I hit him, though. You saw that gap. Running straight from neck downwards. Oh yeah. I hit him with this, and he kind of like taps on his gun, uh, like next to him. I think Brist sort of smiles uh, with a respect and sort of this. That's a solid blow. This thing here is designed to hit spirits. Can you teach me how to use it? Just until you're back on your feet. He nods. And then goes, If you promise me one thing. Anything. I made a promise to the Sharrow to protect Leaf. I need you to look on him like he's one of your own. Until I'm back up on my feet, please. Keep him safe. Of course. If, if 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 what you're saying's true, then that's the last thing we've got of home. So, yeah. And he, like, touches his nose, like, taps it a few times and goes, And maybe, for now, and he, like, glances around the room as well, 
Just keep the secret between us. Um, do you mind if I ask why? It's, it seems knowing this would give people a bit of hope. Something to believe in. Leaf is still weak. I am not sure that he could cope with that amount of hope. Not right now. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I understand. Um, I'll, I'll look out for him. Don't worry. Okay. Um, do you go to the meeting later? Yeah, I think, I think I'm not gonna, not gonna try and weasel out of this one. <laughs> not this time. Not this time. Not today. Okay. Charlo, is there anything you want to do before then, or are you kind of sticking to instructions? I'm just really annoyed that Charlo's actually being grounded. Kind of, yeah. For for saving everyone. <laughs> and she gets it's grounded. Been a, it's been a long time coming, to be honest. <laughs> Shush! I mean grounded stroke being kept in, like, a safe house? It's more like protective custody, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, however... And it's basically like being grounded. I, I think maybe at one point, like you look outside, and it's maybe that to that degree of like Tamil has asked like Shu to look after you, and it's just like Shu is just kind of outside the tent, not like stud guard, but like nearby and watching. And he like smiles at you when you look out. Shu is the one that in the very very first episode, she was, was the one the that one caught that... you. Okay, <laughs> good. That seems appropriate. I like that. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. I think, no, Chala's just going to follow instructions at this point. Because when she looks out the window, I assume Shu smiles at her. And then a couple of other people don't. Yeah. And Shu probably just smiles, winks, and says, Deja vu. Chala sticks her tongue out at Shu. Uh, Shu sticks his tongue out back. <laughs> I think Shu is, like, good with kids. Like, he's kind of, like, uncle to Jeddah's too as well, so I think Shu spends a lot of time just kind of being silly with kids. But yeah, what what were you going to do, sorry? I think, um, maybe talking... Because I assume Tamil's given a summarized version of the story Chala told her to Chala's parents. Um... I don't know. I don't know whether she would. Oh, you're right. I think she invites you to explain, if you want to. Like, I think there's a moment where she's like, maybe tells Tian and Drish to, like, go play outside and, like, invites you to explain to your parents as much as you want to. But I don't think she'd straight up just say. No, you're right. I don't think she would. Um... And I think she wants you to say something, right? Like, she wants you... Like, your parents need to know some of the truth, but she's, like, giving you the opportunity to kind of elide some of the details or not worry them too much. Yeah. But how are the parents doing, um, Yanni and Saren? Um, I think generally, like, fairly good, but, like, obviously in this moment, a little bit worried and apprehensive. Okay. Probably not the moment, then. I mean, they're worried and apprehensive about you, I think. Yeah. At some point, I'd like Chala to have kind of a heart-to-heart with them about what being knitted to someone else is like. I think it depends kind of on how the village takes all of this, because Tamil's very good at presenting grandmother face. How, how dare you say that my granddaughter has done anything wrong? But I don't know that um, Chala's parents are as adept at that, so knowing the whole story may not help them. That makes sense. 
But at some point, I think it'd be really nice to have that conversation because they're the only people that Chala knows that's in a similar situation to her. Yeah. And there might be like parallels that help you. I guess other than that, just playing with her siblings and updating the cookbook and maybe sending out one of the siblings, to her siblings, uh, maybe Drish, to go and find Corin. Okay. Um, I imagine, like, Corin is with Briss when Drish, like, turns up. This is probably, like, maybe a little bit before the meeting and you're kind of in your tent. Okay. And, like, Drish kind of, like, pops his head in. I don't think he, like, announces himself or anything. He just kind of, like, runs in and goes, Briss! Charlotte asked if uh, Corin can come and play. Uh, not now. He's He's got things to do. Maybe later. Okay. You're not letting Corin go? No. Um, there's, there's something that Briss would do, and I apologize in advance, because it's, it's, not, it's not a good thing. Mm. She says, Corin, um, I know she's your friend, but I, I, need you, I need you to stay away from Charla for a little while, just until we figure out what's going on. I'm really sorry, I know, I know this is going to hurt, but she she probably doesn't have control over whatever whatever's happening to her right now, and she could hurt you by accident, and she wouldn't mean it, and it wouldn't be bad, but you could still get hurt. I, I just need you to stay safe just until we know what's going on, okay? But I know what's going on. Chala, Chala wouldn't hurt us. She Not on purpose, of course she wouldn't know, but hold on a second. How do you know what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Trying to, trying to do straight face. Dun dun dun. Corin looks horrified. Like, do you know when you just like give away a secret and then you go like, oh fuck. Like that that is the look on Corin's face at the minute. Um, Does everyone know know what's going on with this caravan except me? I think maybe it's a good time for like your role to oh, see like what Corin's like demeanor is for you. Of course towards it is. you at the minute. Of course it is. Um The Guardian, here we go. The first time in each session they're in your care, roll on a 10 plus, hold 3 on a 7 to 9, hold 1. Um, I think because she's dealing with Corin, I think she's feeling powerful and expecting to be obeyed. So I'm going to roll that. Okay. That's an 8 plus 2, that's a 10. Another 10. Hold 3. You are rolling well. So Corin's going to do what I tell him to. I'm sorry, sis. Do you want to spend your hold to get him to tell the truth here? Yes. He kind of like looks up at you and goes, I... She she told me. And I saw it. I, I... She she protected us when we were in that storm. She she brought us all back. All of us. Even the ones that had gone. And then... It, it, it doesn't mean to hurt us. When we were camping, it didn't hurt us. It, it was... What? It was fine. Current... Put it this way, if you found a wolf in the forest and it was hurt, what would you do? He, he, he's like, how is it hurt? I don't know, it's, it's lost a leg or something. Is it going to die? This, look, the point I'm trying to make is just because something doesn't mean to hurt you, just because something would be okay otherwise. Okay, maybe Wolf wasn't a good example. Look, I'm I'm not very good at this. Um, sometimes things can hurt us even when they don't want to. Okay? And 
people with powers, they're unbelievably dangerous. And I've I've seen uh, what happens when they when they lose control of their their powers. Okay, and it's not good. We just need to make sure that Chala is in control, and we can help it. We need to be careful. Okay. I think like he obviously looks upset. I think he just does like a very slow, unsure nod. Look, it probably won't help, but I don't know. Actually, it might it might make things worse. But I'll I'll go and talk to her and explain to her what the situation is, so she doesn't just think that you've left her. Okay. Let her hate me and not you. Okay. Because she will. This is going to be really hard for her, and I know it's going to be hard for you. And I'm sorry, but I have to keep you safe. Um. So are you spending your second. Yep. Hold as well to get him to stay. Yes. Did you just tell him who also has powers that you're like very flagrantly ignoring there that he might be dangerous? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, like I think that's that sort of a back of the mind. Um, that's something Ven's told her that she hasn't really processed yet. And I think in about ten minutes' time, she's going to go. Oh god. <laughs> okay. Um. So is the next thing, Briss and Charla. Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so I guess it's Charla's tent. So Charla, do you want to set the scene? What's happening at the minute? Well, I guess Drish has come back in with the news. I don't think Charla is surprised at all. Because Briss is the worst. <laughs> um, so Charla, I think Charla is probably writing a letter to Corin. Of course. I think basically to let him know that she understands and makes a second copy of their friendship pact. That's like on the letter? Yeah. Okay. Because this is not unexpected. Briss is the worst. And this is exactly how Briss deals with everything by locking everything down and then ignoring it. Yeah. So. That makes sense. Um, I think... Chala just kind of writes out a description of her plan that she's talked to her family and her grandmother understands. And she's going to talk to her parents about how they're knitted together and that she thinks that eulogy might be useful because they have all the memories and maybe someone has experienced this and it's in the memory somewhere. Okay. But yeah, so that's her her plan. And Tamil said that this will all blow over soon and that Tamil's going to handle it. Sure. So I think, Briss, uh, you turn up to the tent. I think maybe it's like uh, Nilcat is kind of stood outside. Both sets of arms crossed, um, like leant against the tree, just watching the tent. Then he just kind of nods as, as you approach. I'm just going to return the nod and say, um, Charla, are you there? No. Look, can we talk? What about? About Corin. I heard what you said. Driss told me. Yeah, I know. And... You're wrong. I mean, which part? Corin was not safer with you. You did nothing. How are you going to protect him? I think Briss looks around and says, um, can we go for a walk? 
No, I'm not allowed to leave this tent. <laughs> Just to ask a question, has Briss entered the tent yet? Or is no, this she's still outside. All no. taking place yeah, through the campus. This is going through the campus, definitely. And no one's allowed to enter. I think that's fair enough. This is your home. You get to make the rules. I understand that you do that because you're trying to protect the people inside, right? No. Everyone's scared. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. And I don't think they've got a... I don't think they should be. I don't think you mean us anyone any harm. Especially not Corin. But nobody knew you could do that. And you got angry. No. And you were scared and you lashed out and... No. Now that person's not here anymore. What happens if you get angry at anybody else? I did not get angry. Are you saying you had complete control? You knew exactly what was going to happen? I asked for a favor. I was not angry. I did not lash out. I protected. Well, I'm grateful. Honestly. And I know Cast is. But what you can do... Is Cast scared? I don't know. I didn't talk to him about it. I think he's... I don't think anything could scare Cast. <laughs> but honestly... I am. I didn't want to end up like this, but somehow people expect me to protect them. And I know I'm not really always the best at that, but it's... You're barely ever even here. That's because I'm out looking for trouble. I can't be everywhere. And I'm not asking you to leave or anything like that. Of course, of course not. You're, you're one of us. You're part of the village. Do you know what's possible? What you can do? The full extent? Where, do, where does that even come from? I'm not telling you. Okay. You don't listen. I think maybe this is the point where Saren, who's kind of just been stood loitering towards the exit of the tent, kind of like walks, pulls back the curtain, goes, I think it might be time. Yeah, yeah. Please give this to Corin. Okay. How are you both feeling? I am royally ticked off. <laughs> Do you take the letter to Corin? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um Do you read it? No. Um I think I think what she's actually feeling is guilty. Probably even more so than the confrontation with, with Varask. Still thinks it's the right choice, uh, but does feel bad about it. And does Briss uh, go to the meeting? Yeah. Yeah, she's she's probably going to just uh, drop off the letter with Corin and sticks her head into the tent, passes in the thing and says, uh, I'm sorry, Corin. We just need to we just need to find out what's going on, okay? And then just leaves with that, waiting for a reply. Okay. Uh, should we do the meeting next? What time of day is it? Um, Like approaching midday. Okay, cool. I think Charla's going to go to eulogy. Okay. Um, how are you doing this? I think Charla's going to talk to her parents. Not going to just run away, but it's going to tell her parents. Maybe ask them to come with her. Uh, how, how are you approaching this? Basically that everyone here is afraid of me. And the only one that can help is Venz. And Venz is in eulogy. And information about everything is in eulogy. 
And it might be better instead of just sitting in a tent for a few days while the village calms down to go and figure this all out. Okay. Um, that sounds like a roll. It does, doesn't it? It I hate does, when that happens. Yeah. Um, so that sounds like a manipulate. Um, how are you feeling? Um, is it mad or is it powerful? It's just such a complicated series of emotions. It's been a very complicated emotional day. Sure. I mean, Chala feels exceedingly powerful. Okay. She summoned an ice bear hours ago, which was awesome. And you're offended that I'm afraid of you. <laughs> yes. So Chala's feeling powerful because was able to get rid of a threat that no one else seemed to be able to touch. Um... Really loved, serious, affirmed in with their family, like they're awesome, and listened, and were not afraid of her, but scared for her. I guess the question then is like, how are you feeling as you're talking to your parents? I guess probably somewhere in scared, because what? How are they going to react? Chala hasn't really gone away from the village before. Okay, I guess make your role. So, manipulators, when you try and convince an NPC to do something you want, roll. On a hit, they do it. On a 10 plus, pick one. On a 7 to 9, pick two. Okay. Oh. Oh. That is a double one. Why do I keep rolling that? Oh my god. Um, Okay, so I'm not going to eulogy. At least not with parents' blessing. Hmm. Okay, so I think I've got it. Um, so I think their like initial reaction is just no. But then you talk some more, and they say we're not sure. And then you talk some more, and it's uh, almost a maybe. And then you talk some more, and finally it's like a begrudging yes. You plead your case. You talk about what's happening with you. You talk about how the library could help, and you slowly convince them to your way of thinking. They definitely put caveats on what you're doing. Um, I'm just looking at manipulate, and there's that one of like, you're going to have to give them something up front. And I don't necessarily think they agree to come with you, but they they maybe want someone to go with you. I'm trying to think who like, the, that person is. I of or Shu? Yeah, I think I of Shu or Nilcat or Kalan. Your choice. Um. I don't know if I've had a lot of like conversations with Nilka or Kalan. I don't think I'd probably take them on this journey. Okay. It's maybe Shu, right? Because Shu is the one from the village. Yeah. Unless it's, unless it's both of them, but probably Shu. Maybe it's both. I, I like the idea of like you three going on a little adventure. There's definitely like them having words and like, if, if there's any sign of trouble, bring her back. I think the thing we see, though, as you're kind of having these conversations, as you're convincing them, is after the conversation's done, as you're kind of getting ready, we kind of cut to outside the tent, where we see Briston, and he has been listening the entire while. Ah, oh. Good. Well, fuck. Shall we go over to the meeting? So I think the meeting happens outside of the tents, like, outside of the ring of tents. I think there's, like, a small clearing right like i think it's like on the banks of the river it's sort of 
quite a cold spring day. So everyone is still kind of wrapped up, but like not as much as they were when they're in like the blizzards of the Sharrow. Like it's definitely getting warmer. And I think you all kind of assemble yourselves, just kind of perched on different things or stood up. Um, there are, I think, seven of you here. Um, there is Jeddah, Uvris, Tamil. I think Briston is representing his family, even though Savell would normally be the elder. I think Briston has like kind of taken on that role. There is Freya, who's like uh, the head of Callan's family, that we used to be the head of. There is Tyal, um, and then there is Vilta, uh, because the parish are kind of like an honorary family now. I think that got voted on a little while back. And I think Jeddah is the first one to talk. She kind of welcomes everyone and starts talking in like very gentle ways about the situation and how we need to look after each other. And that even though like some people are panicked, like we need we need to help everyone in this community and that no one is a danger to each other. Like it's very much in those terms. She's very much on Charla's side. Like she obviously wants to work it out and she's trying to like build ground to the people that are not. And I think this is when Briston interrupts her. I think Briston walks into the centre of the meeting, kind of like taking up the floor. I think that's like kind of customary, like I think that's where Jeddah was, but I think Briston kind of like moves into a place and goes, I'm sure there'll be lots of time in this meeting to discuss the incident that happened earlier today. But first of all, I want to talk about precedent and the makeup of this meeting. As far back as I can remember, each family has put forward one elder to represent it in this meeting. I think we can all accept that Vilta is here as the representative of the parish, although not everyone will agree that is a decision we all jointly made. The thing that I would like to call into attention is the precedent of the merging of families. When a family is too small, when it represents too few people, it is our custom and tradition to find a way for another family to adopt them so that no one person has too big a say. And I think it's that precedent we need to call on now. Briss, and like kind of points at you, Briss leads a family of just one adult. I served as an apprentice under Briss's sister. I, I'm like kin to their family. Briss cannot just represent herself and her view. Her point has too much weight. She should not get a say in this meeting. And, like, I think Briston like, winks at you as he looks at you. <laughs> I don't think Briss says anything for a while. She's just getting angrier and angrier as he's talking. As soon as she realises what he's saying, her... Well, you're entitled to your opinion. But I'm here now. Let's see if anyone else agrees with you, shall we? Um, I think Jeddah takes the floor again and says, If you wouldn't mind, Briss, could you leave us for five minutes while we debate this issue and come to a decision? Of course, if there's anything you want to say, you're more than welcome to make your case. Uh, this is just how we have to do things. Okay. Um, Briston, how many, how many do you represent? There are three of us. Three. Myself, Savell, Island. You can't represent one person's views. That's not how this works. We all know it. It's me and Corin. Corin is a child. Well, I'm sure there are people out there who uh, 
who respect me enough to let me speak for them. Obviously, I can't make that decision for them right now, but uh, why don't I go talk to them while you decide? Briston, like, looks a little bit taken aback. It's obviously, like, an angle he'd not really considered. Who? Well, our new friends. Cast, Maddie, Kaylin, Leaf. Briston, like, seems a little bit lost to words, but just goes, uh, uh. And, like, Jeddah kind of, like, has a smile on the face. I think Vilta does, too. There is precedent. So I think Jeddah, like, steps forward and says, Briss, if you can convince them to join with your with your family, then you can stay in your position. If not, we will, well, I guess we will put it to a vote. Absolutely. She walks out and heads back to the rest of the people. And I think, like, the meeting goes on in the background. I think the discussion of Chala and all of those things happen while you're doing all of this. I don't think, like, anything's voted on. I don't think anyone can come to that kind of decision. But, you know, Briston is still edging towards, like, trying to break away from where the parish are going. But I don't think, especially with you still being there, he has control enough to achieve that. And I think we should bring things to a close. That seems about right. And I think we close on a shot of three people on a road. Charla, Ioff, and Shu. And I think we see the three of them... Because I think they can just about all fit riding on, uh, like, the back of the Ocan. Shu at the back, uh, Ioff in the middle, and then, like, Charla, like, perched on the front. Just around where, like, the wings on a moth would come out. And I think... As we watch them, we see a town, which we recognise to be Eulogy, come into view in the distance. Uh, we can see the brightly coloured houses that the monks have painted. We can see crowds of people gathering to enjoy afternoon feasts. And just beyond them, we can see the long building and domed roof of the Helptic Library.